SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And welcome to Opposite Picks right here on SportsGrid Radio, Sirius XM 159 on this uh, fabulous Friday, December 2nd. I am Scott Wetzel sitting in for the next 60 minutes, taking your phone calls at 844-843-6879. Again, that's toll-free, 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E, Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me, go to the website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact Scott icon and fire away. Well, thanks for nothing, Bill. NFL trends, college football trends, death system hits, but nobody knows. Uh, Iowa bound, show me the fields. Brown out, so is Corum. Orange better than the Rose, and uh, Pac-12s take center stage tonight. We'll get to all those stories, plus your phone calls, pyramid plays, open parlays, and, of course, opposite picks all coming up on the fastest hour on Sports Grid Radio. Uh, what's going on? Loyal listeners, how are you on this uh, fabulous Friday? Uh, Amazon with the call there. Josh Allen with a touchdown pass to Stephon Diggs, who later talked about uh, playing with a road warrior mentality. You know what, though? I, I don't, I don't, I, I'm still not seeing it with this Buffalo Bills team. They did win last night, 24 10. Okay, give them credit for that, but. Kind of like the Packer game, if you remember that one from a couple of weeks ago, where they just kind of screwed around a little bit. It, it, it seemed like if they had to win by 40, they could, but they didn't because they didn't have to. So instead, uh, they, they beat the Packers only by 10. And don't forget, they followed that up with then the loss with the Jets and the Vikings. So I maybe this is a precursor as well to uh, something uh, that they happen to play the Jets again. How about that? So they beat the Patriots last night, 24-10. I don't know, just one of those games where it's just you, you keep on waiting for this high-powered Bills offense to kick into gear. And I got to tell you, it really hasn't happened outside of a couple of games this year. It, it's, it's just the Rams game, you might say the open of season, might be their best game, 31 points. All right, they put 41 on the board against Tennessee the following week. And now you're thinking with this Bills team this year, wow, 31 points, 41 points. Man, everything that the people believed in them is going to come true and they're going to be the greatest thing in the world. You know, they've only scored 30 points two more times since then. One was against Pittsburgh. They beat them up 38-3. to uh, check that two other times because they lost against the Vikings 33-30. Uh, they, they beat the Browns 31-23 and they beat the Vikings, uh, or they lost to the Vikings 33-30. Otherwise, it's been 24-28 against the pathetic Lions, for goodness sakes. 20, uh, 17 against the Jets, 27 against the Packers, 24 against the Chefs, 23 against the Ravens, 19 against the Dolphins. It's just it's it's not the same team as as last year. It, it's just it just isn't. I don't know if they're bored with the regular season, but watching last night's game, you know, they're just dinking and dunking the ball and screwing around, and you know they didn't punt till the third quarter, so the the streak extended. Where they go, ten straight quarters without having a punt against the New England Patriots. I, I looked it up as I was doing uh, in in play sports tonight last night. They didn't punt last game in the playoff game. They didn't punt the game before that, and they didn't punt in the quarter, the fourth quarter of the game before that, and then they didn't punt the first quarter of this one. 
So first punt in uh, late second quarter they punted. So first time they punted in almost three games when you consider the quarters. Uh, unbelievable against. Uh, but that said, they scored 24 points. You know, they get the win, but it just doesn't. I don't know. There's something missing with this team. That spark, that excitement, that thrill. It's just not there this year for some goofy reason. And then you got Belichick. I tell you, you know he's getting old. Kind of remind watching him last night as he's all bundled up with his winter cap on and everything else. It just kind of reminded me, remember, of uh, Brett Favre way back when, when he was finishing out his career with the Packers and uh, he was playing that playoff game against the Giants and he just looked frozen. Just looked like frozen. And normally he'd be so, you know, used to playing in cold weather. And everyone who watched that all said the same thing. Boy, he just looks like he's freezing out there. And I said the same thing last night with Belichick. He said there was no emotion. Not that there ever really is, but you know, every once in a while you'll you'll see something over there. And he just looked like he wanted to get the fudge off that field as fast as possible. And in the end, that turned out to be the case because he had three timeouts and he didn't use any of them. And uh, he lets Buffalo run off the final two minutes and they win by two scores. Now, the likelihood of them stopping them, scoring, onside kick, scoring in the final two minutes, not good. But I will tell you, the Jets did it against the Cleveland Browns. So if the Jets can do something with their pathetic offense, although Joe Flacco was quarterbacking at the time, but if the Jets can do something, certainly the New England Patriots can, to just give up, you know, uh, because you didn't recover the onside kick when you had three timeouts. You know, you, you forced them to punt with a minute 40 left to get the ball. You never know. You just, you know, you got to give yourself a chance, right? Isn't that what you always say? Give the miracle a chance to occur, and Belichick gave up. How many times have you said Bill Belichick gave up on a football game when he didn't have to? I don't like to look at the Patriots either. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back. It is Opposite Picks right here on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM 159-844-843-6879, the toll-free telephone number. That was Patriots quarterback Mac Jones. Uh, there was a shot of him on the sidelines uh, yelling to, to throw the effing ball. Literally, uh, he you know used the F word. No big deal, right? Uh, but when you get caught doing that on TV, well, that, that's the end of the world. Uh, so he was referring to that or talking about that um, and then, uh, you know, taking account. You're getting that more and more now with all these quarterbacks. Boy, they, they, they think they know more than the offensive coordinators. And, you know, to a certain extent, he, he's right. I mean, you watch that game. The Patriots are down three scores in the fourth quarter, and, and they're just dinking and dunking the ball down the field, and it's eating up clock more and more and more. And, you know, eventually they had to kick the field goal. What did they accomplish except take six minutes off the clock and you got three points and then they had to try the onsides kick and then they didn't get that. Uh, and then that was the end of the game as I spoke that they had three timeouts left. They didn't use the timeouts. You're throwing five-yard passes. Is that an indictment on the wide receivers? Is it an indictment on the quarterback? Is the offensive coordinator, Matt Patricia, the guy who's calling the plays, a dope? Um not, not your prototypical New England Patriots, Bill Belichick coach team. Like I said, watching him last night when they showed him on the sidelines, boy, he looked like he was freezing. He just looked like he didn't want to be there and he wanted to be off that field. No emotion, no anything. You know how I feel about 
Street and, and, and Michaels as a team, I think they're boring. I really do. Um, you know, both are good in their respective rights, but together it's it's not a good mix. They, they sound bored. They're not bringing any, any excitement, nothing to the table. Everything's like, I can't wait to get out of here. Every single game, they're always joking about it. They can't wait for the game to be done. I mean, listen, you get paid over a gazillion dollars. You don't want to be there, don't be there. It's up to you to make the game exciting. So, boring, bad game overall. Buffalo walks away 24-10 winners. Now they take a half-game lead over our beloved Dolphins heading into this weekend's game against San Francisco. They are at 9-3, Dolphins 8-3, Jets 7-4, Patriots not out of it by any stretch, but 6-6. Six six. They got a lot of teams they got to overcome uh, in order to get back into that uh, wild-card spot. So they got to – right now they're in the 1, 2, 3, 4. They're in the fifth spot with three spots for playoff teams. So they got a little little work to do. I don't, I don't really think they're a playoff team. They're a little bit of a dilemma there with Mac Jones. Sometimes he looks good. Other times he looks bad. Again, the receivers, they're, they're using a defensive back as a wide receiver last night. The, the Jones dude who caught the first touchdown pass. I mean, is that how bad their wide receiving core is? They got to use a defensive back? <laughs> wow. Uh, whatever happens in the glory days of, uh, you know, one, uh, one Tom Brady. College football tonight. We got the Pac-12 championship game. Listen, I understand you want to be on an island with these things and you want to get all the exposure you can, but... You know they're playing on a short week. What do you mean? Well, this is a Friday. They last both these teams played last Saturday night. So not only are they playing on a short week, they're playing on a short week and that they had to play Saturday night last week. So this is the biggest game, obviously, of the year. And they're gonna have one less day to prepare because why? They want to be on TV all by themselves. It's tough to succeed in sports, man. You really have to succeed in spite of the networks, in spite of the corrupt people in charge, in spite of the people that don't care who wins or loses. All they want are ratings so they can sell advertising so they can make more money. I mean, it it just doesn't make any sense to me. Every single week for Utah, they played on Saturday. Uh, There was a, a midweek game, but that was, you know, when they had ample time to prepare for it. Uh, one game in, in kind of like three Saturdays. You know, USC had a short week, but that was against Colorado. They stunk. I mean, the biggest game of the year, and they're playing on one less day rest. It, it just doesn't make any sense. It, it just doesn't. So with that in mind, knowing that the, the mighty buck is the almighty dollar, I, I, I would, I'd be very surprised if USC lost tonight. Knowing that if USC wins, they're in college football's playoff. Knowing if they lose... They're not. I I would be shocked if they lost this game. Right? And I almost don't even blame the Pac-12. Now they did lose to Utah earlier this year, but it was a close game and it was at Utah 43-42. So that that's a toss-up. I'm not gonna take much out of that, except that you you know, USC would have that little extra, extra little motivation. And it's tough to beat the same team twice. But for, really forget all that. Um I, I just these are Pac-12 officials, and they're being paid by the Pac-12, and the Pac-12 is going to benefit by having USC win, not Utah. So when you have everything in your corner, I I just, in 2022, when, again, the almighty buck is everything, uh, why would you play on a Friday night and then have your team that's going to collect a $5 million paycheck lose? Uh, 
Utah would have to win this one by, this would be a like an adjusted line. Lay double digits on Utah. Because if, they, if they're going to win, it's because they're going to really win. Anything close is going to USC. Simple as that. So I do like the, the Trojans laying a two and a half. See what Ohio State did? And you got actually one game starting in about uh, an hour and 45 minutes. You got a Mac game. Uh, Buffalo laying 11 and a half against Akron, which I'll throw in my opposite picks here. And then you have the Conference uh, USA championship game today as well. So you actually got a couple of college football games uh, on the slate tonight. So, um, But you see what Ohio State did? That's a 7.30 game that the Conference USA. Texas-San Antonio laying eight and a half against North Texas. Don't have a good read on that one. Ohio State told the uh, almighty greatest football game of all time, Rose Bowl, they don't want to play in the Rose Bowl this year. How about that? If Michigan wins, which they figured to do, then they go to, obviously, college football's Final Four. So then the, Ro- or the Rose Bowl then has the ability, obviously, to choose any other team they want. Now, normally it's a second-place team, but they have the ability to do and choose anybody. So that figures to be Ohio State, right? So Ohio State's been to the Rose Bowl twice in the last four years. So they told the Rose Bowl, you know what? Eh, we don't want to go anymore. We'd rather go to the Orange Bowl. Take Penn State. Take Purdue if you want to. Take uh, Iowa if you want to. Take take Rutgers. We, we don't care. We don't want to go there. How about that? When's the last time the Rose Bowl got the snub from a Big Ten team telling them, get lost? You know, the Rose Bowl, again, who thinks they're the greatest thing in the world and they're going to hold up this college football playoff, which, oh, by the way, is starting two years from now. I thought it was starting next year. You know, when I saw 2020, I, I thought I saw 2023, 24, uh, or maybe I saw 2024, and I just figured that was the 2024 calendar championship game, much like this is going to be the 2023 calendar championship game because the game is going to be played in, in 2023 as we close out 2022. So all they're doing is why are they waiting another year? Why, why can't if We've all agreed now it should be a 12-team playoff. Why can't we just do this next year? So we got to wait another year before we get our 12-team playoff? Unbelievable. I'm not a big believer in putting things off. You can get it done, get it done. It, it, it can't be that difficult. It really can't. But how about Ohio State saying get lost to the Rose Bowl? We want to go to the Orange Bowl and play an SEC team. Wow. All right, opposite picks, phone calls, pyramid plays, everything else coming up next right here at Sports Grid Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Oh, yeah. Trouble in uh, Denver for sure. Current head coach Nathaniel Hackett talking about the report that Russell Wilson uh, had a birthday party in essence and only half the team showed up, which, you know, when you think about it, actually is pretty good. 
Uh, and then Wilson himself talking about how the team is not falling apart in a locker room. It, it may or it may not. It doesn't matter. The team sucks. I, I don't care if they're the best friends in the entire world. They're all going to go to your wedding and everything else. The team stinks. Uh, give me a team that hates each other and wins versus a team that loves each other and loses any day of the week as a fan. That is for sure. I uh, just see a story here from the uh, women's soccer team. Ah, yes. We all thought it was kind of mysterious, right, when the women didn't say a peep. And Lord knows they've been not afraid to say what's on their mind uh, when uh, it was revealed about Qatar and all the other atrocities that are going on in that country against women's and lesbians and gays, right? And surprisingly enough, the women's soccer team, which has spoken out about those issues for years, didn't say a word. Not a word. Gee, I wonder why. Well, it's not them, Scott. Why would they care? Well, I don't know. Maybe six and a half million reasons why. U.S. women's soccer team story on Yahoo Finance will pocket at least six and a half million dollars thanks to the men's team reaching the knockout rounds. Ah, now, did they know that beforehand? No. But did they realize that's more money than they received for winning the last two uh, World Cups? Oh, by the way, did they realize that they were going to be getting some money with the U.S. being over there? Oh, yes, they did. Did they realize there was a halfway decent chance? You know, there's only four teams, so it's not like it's uh, two out of uh, 50 here that the U.S. would get out of the uh, early rounds and get to the knockout rounds and they'd be pocketing over $6 million? Oh, yes, they did. Do they want to bitch and complain about life over in Qatar? Not if it means losing out at $6.5 million dollars, Scott. We won't. No, no, no. Social injustice here in the United States. Absolutely. Social injustice, six and a half million dollars elsewhere. No big deal. What a joke. Everybody has their price. Everybody can be shut up. It is amazing. Men's national team guaranteed of $13 million, at least $13 million after uh, getting to the final 16. How about that? Um, yep. And not, not a peep, not a peep from the women. How that's what a joke. Uh, Aaron sent me that story. Good job, Aaron. One of our podcast guys. All right. 844-843-6879. We got, uh, the opposite picks. We got, uh, pyramid plays. We got everything else coming up here in a little bit. First up a few phone calls. Uh, how about Dom in East Rochester starting us off on this uh, Friday uh, morning? What's going on, Dom? How are you today? What's on your mind? I'm okay, Scotty. Two or three things on my mind, but with the girls, show me the money. <laughs> yep, that's it, man. Show me the money. Who cares I'll about give you, the I'm going to give you credit there. for that one. You said, what? why are they being so quiet? Uh, yeah. Six million reasons. There you go. Amazing. Yep. Listen, I, I did not call about the New England Patriots, but uh, I did turn it on for a couple of minutes. Oh, my God. You know, he, he he kept looking at the exit, didn't he? <laughs> Gee, yeah. What the heck was yeah. that? All? Oh my, oh my goodness! So, um, and uh, uh, Scotty, so this Sunday, I don't know, Cleveland Browns, I guess, starts a new era. And uh, yeah, I know you got some LLs that have been on my back about it for several months. And you listen, Scotty. I, again, I don't know what he did. Uh, you know, as long as he didn't hurt any kids, as long as he didn't beat up any women, I hope. You, you know what? Just play some football, Scotty. I, what, what, what choice do I have, Scotty? I, I got to root for the. I got to root for the laundry, don't I? I mean, what, what am I going to do? This is the way right. it is. 
You know, yeah. I mean, there have been worse guys. I, I know they're going to hate him. I mean, listen, Marty hates him. I know Marty hates him. Okay, that's fine. But, uh, hey, it, it, you know, in, in the words of uh, the warden, you know, it, 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 it is what it is as far as that goes. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, we, we've had worse in the NFL, right? Uh, I mean, you know, we've had guys kill people, running them over with their cars, you know, be playing in the NFL. We've had white beaters, drug users, drug dealers, uh, you, you name it. We've had it in the NFL. So you're right. These women all, for the most part, except for one, all got paid off. They all took the money. Um, no one ever claimed, from what I know, that he was trying to rape them or anything. It was all just him trying to get a little something-something, and they, they didn't appreciate that, and that's all fine. But uh didn't seem like he went over the top and, and, and you know, um, you know, attacked anybody. Let's put it that way. So he's on the team. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? You don't have to buy his jerseys or, or, you know, cheer him on, but... Yeah. It's a weird situation. Oh, of course, I sure. understand. Hey, listen, I know I know half half of the people are going to at least half of the people are going to be hate him and be against him. And, and you know that's that. Hey, listen, I don't have to like the guy. I, I just want to see see if he can play football. By the way, did you mention murderers? Uh, yeah, in your uh, <laughs> group there, yeah, yeah, because you got those two. So anyway. You know this, uh, and, and also there's been some talk in Cleveland about what to expect. You know, uh, yeah, there's people that are expecting six wins. You know, forget about it. They're not going to win six games. Okay, I just want to see a guy that knows how to play quarterback. And for nothing else, you Dolphin fans were on this guy's back. You know, all off season, but apparently the guy has shown that he can that he can play football, and that's all I want. So that's all I want. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. No, yeah, I, 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 good, you know, you. Yeah. I, I get it. A good call, Dom. I, you know, um, you, you're kind of stuck between a rock and a. What are you going to do? You got to root against your team? Um, you know, if he's dealing drugs to kids, he's raping people, he's murdering people, he's doing, you know, he, he like Antonio Brown, the bird brain he is, right? You know, then, then I just wouldn't root for my team. I, I really wouldn't. Um, but it's tough when he, when the guy is the quarterback. You know, it's not like an offensive lineman or even a wide receiver or running back. He's the, he's the guy. You, you really can't win, you know, outside of a few games here or there without your quarterback doing well. So you just, you know, these guys aren't the you know uh, figureheads. These are not you know uh, these guys idols. They're, they're not you know anyone that you should look up to. Just appreciate the fact he's wearing a Browns uniform. And you root them on to do well, and that's that's basically that. I don't. I think it's going to go away. I really do. I, I you know I may be naive on this, but I just think that people are going to forget about it. Um, let him play two, three games. He'll take his lumps in certain cities. You know, with road team fans are going to boom and stuff. But I don't. I really don't think uh, it's going to be anything over the top. I remember you know several years ago when Mad got involved uh, with the Leonard Little, um, you know, and the drunk driving and stuff, and you know. A little bit occurred, but sadly not not really that much. So football fans want to see wins more than anything else. Moose in Cincinnati. Moose, welcome to uh, Opposite Picks. Scotty, how you doing, buddy? Hey, just hey, to, uh, what's echo going on, a little man? bit on Hey, just to echo okay. a little bit on uh, Dom's. You know, um, I, I, I've been in the business, or I was in the business for 25 years out in Colorado, out in Denver, you know. And at certain times, I had to provide protection details at the, at the hotel uh, where the Broncos would stay uh, every Saturday night, a uh, place called Inverness, okay? 
And you should yep. see some of the shenanigans that used to go on behind the scenes. People would be aghast. You know, yeah, I'm looking forward, and I will always support my Browns. I've been a cardiac kid for years. You know, I'm a diehard Browns fan. And how about this interesting information as well? I was reading in the newspaper today that the Browns game, okay, will be only shown in very select areas in Ohio and some parts of Texas. So, yeah, isn't that a little bit of a coincidence? Uh, yeah, well, because it's a 1 o'clock game. So I don't know how they split right. up uh, Ohio, whether it's Cincinnati or, or Cleveland. Um, but I, I'm guessing it's Cleveland, just that Cleveland, Cleveland area that's going to get the game. Yeah, it's going to come down as far as Columbus, uh, Cincinnati. We're not going to be able to even watch them. But, right. uh, hey, we got some good football going on today, starting off at 1. Uh, some action. Um, Akron versus Buffalo. And then we have, I forget it skips, but what a great day for sports. Uh, Friday Night Lights, high school, uh, state championships going on. Have a great day, and I'll talk to you next Wednesday. Because uh, I have a feeling got- that old K-Dub is going AWOL again. Yeah, I'm sure he is. <laughs> I'm sure he is. He always does on Wednesday moves for sure. So good job, buddy. Appreciate it. Yeah, we got the we got, and I do like Akron, uh, which we'll find out here in Ops Picks in a little bit. Uh, I, I think they cover the spread against Buffalo, and then you got Texas San Antonio, and then the USC Utah game. Uh, but yeah, that that's the one thing. Even though they, no doubt in my mind, purposely put the suspension so he would play his first game against Houston. But it is a one o'clock game, so you're only going to get it at the local level. I'm surprised, you know, here in New York, if the Jets and Giants are both playing at the same time, one will be on Channel Two and the other one will be on the Fox Network. So you get both. I guess they don't do that in Cincinnati or in, in Ohio. You know, if, if the Browns and Bengals now the Bengals are playing four o'clock, so that's right. The Bengals are playing four o'clock, and they're not going to show that game to the entire state, huh? They're they're going to show something else. That's interesting. I, I automatically was thinking that the Bengals play at one, but they don't. They play Kansas City at four. Um, you know, maybe they're kind of poo-pooing this thing a little bit, which I'm a little surprised at with the NFL. All right, opposite picks and all our fun little gadgets coming up next right here in uh, Sports Grid Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, yes. LLs know what that music means. Time to take out those patent pencils. Get set for the fastest and, more importantly, most profitable five minutes in radio. Opposite picks. What are opposite picks you newbies ask? Well, we give you seven games, 7,000 reasons why we like one side, and then we go opposite. Why? Because despite all the stats, trends, hunches, injury reports, weather reports, systems, and everything else, nobody but nobody beats the boys in Vegas. Proved it again last night. Nice little five and two as we are on a roll by going opposite, cutting into our deficit now down to a near season low, two thousand three hundred and eighty bucks. If you've been a hundred dollar player from the start of the calendar year. Here we go. Seven pack of games for today, including one. This one starting in about an hour and 15 minutes. Little Mac Friday night action or Friday afternoon action. Makeup of a a game that got uh, uh, postponed. Akron plus uh, ten and a half at Buffalo. You know, I know people will be betting Buffalo because they need one more win to become bowl eligible. And the Zips are just two and nine. 
But in reality, you know, Buffalo really isn't that good, and Akron really isn't that bad, believe it or not. Five of their nine losses have come by 10 points or less. Uh, throw out the huge losses to, you know, Tennessee and Michigan State, and they've really been competitive in MAC games. So I love, 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 love getting 10 and a half. Uh, give me uh, Buffalo uh, minus the 10 and a half. Pick number two, uh, USC lane two and a half versus Utah. I just don't believe the Pac-12 will allow USC to lose and blow a bit to the college football's Final Four and, oh, by the way, huge paycheck for the conference. Utes did beat them one time, but that was at home, only by 1.43-42 in a wild game. That's it. USC, Heisman, hopeful, Caleb Williams. I think they're just too good anyway, but you have them on the side. You got the officials on the side. You got the uh, conference uh, folks on the side. Everybody is on the side of USC. Uh, give me Utah plus the two. Pick number three, NBA, Miami getting eight and a half at Boston. Celtics won and covered versus Miami on Wednesday. You know what that means. We play Miami now. Back-to-back -back road games. First game losers are 32-8 and eight against the spread this year in that second game. Miami due to at least cover, if not win outright. Can't beat 32-8, and eight, folks. Uh, give me Boston minus uh, the eight and a half. Pick number four, Brooklyn Lane two versus Toronto. Wow, Raptors just got blown out by New Orleans, which was playing without two of their big three. If the Nets can't beat this pathetic bunch of wasted talent, then they should just stop playing. No Ben Simmons, I know, but the Nets are used to that. Raptors just three and eight on the road this year as well, and Brooklyn's Lane only two? Really? Love the Nets here. Uh, give me Toronto uh, plus the two. Pick number five, Cleveland laying 10 versus Orlando. Magic just one and nine straight up on the road. What about covering the number, though, Scott? Three, nine, and one, three, six, and one. Uh, Cleveland, an NBA best, eight, one, and one against the spread at home. That's a bad combination. Magic awful on the road. Cleveland great at home. Cavs are terrific. Magic stink, even with Pablo Blancaro back in the lineup. Love Cleveland here laying 10. Uh, give me Orlando plus the 10. Pick number six, Golden State laying seven versus Chicago. Warriors are beatable on the road. No two ways about that. But this game's at home where they're nine and one straight up, seven and three against the spread. It's really the, the better's perfect storm with this Warriors club. They're bad on the road, so that keeps their home spreads low. But they're great at home, so they cover all these home games. And that's the case here with the Warriors, whose home spread numbers, uh, you know, point-wise, laying seven against a bad Chicago team, really not that bad. Love Golden State here. Eh, give me Chicago plus the seven. Pick number seven. Islanders on the ice laying a buck 55 versus Nashville. Tough spot for the Preds, who played an overtime game in New Jersey last night. Trip to Long Island's not far, mind you, but the Islanders are rested, ready to roar. They won four of their last five. They also lost at Nashville two weeks ago. Revenge will be sweet for the Isles. Love New York tonight. Laying a small price, only 155. Uh, give me a Nashville plus the uh, 135. Opposite picks. Got a little college football. Buffalo laying 10.5 at Akron starting in about an hour and 15 minutes. Utah plus 2.5 tonight in the Pac-12 championship game. Boston Celtics laying 8.5 against the Heat despite our system. Toronto plus 2 against Brooklyn. Orlando plus 10 at Cleveland despite the Cavs having the best home against the spread record in the NBA. 
Bulls getting only seven at Golden State. And give me Nashville plus 135 against the New York Islanders. Opposite picks for a Friday, December 2nd. Good luck, folks. Alrighty, there you go. And I posted those already on the website, opspicks.com. So uh, go check it all out. All right, pyramid plays. Yesterday, tough day. Lost with Dallas, lost with New Jersey, lost with our shot and goal guy, lost with Texas and college basketball. Not good. How about shots on goal? Little better. We went five and three. We lost with Marchman and Moore. We won with Kopitar, Marchesol, Darlene, Skinner, and Rust. Uh, we also lost with uh, Riley Smith. So five and three with the straight plays. And we hit our parlay, Robertson and Eichel, for a nice fat plus 180. So overall, realistically, we went uh, basically seven and three. We'll take that as we add to our numbers. Now, if you've been following us, we are now a spectacular 94 up, 53 down, good for 3,970 bucks if you're a $100 player. Cha-ching, cha-ching. All right, where are we going to go tonight, Scott? All right, pyramid plays. Let's start with uh, NBA best play. Got to go with the system. Miami plus eight and a half at Boston. You know, 32 and eight is 32 and eight. It did not work out last time against uh, the uh, Denver Nuggets with, with Houston, but Houston's just atrocious. So um, I think Miami will give us a better shot tonight. Best uh, play on the ice. You only have four games. I'll grab the Islanders minus 155 against mediocre Nashville. I, I don't think the Preds are going to win back-to-back road games. Uh, college basketball, uh, under 145, Illinois versus Maryland. Battle of two ranked teams should go down to the wire. Illinois can play some great defense, so I think that's going to slide under that number. Uh, shots on goal. Here's who we're going to play. We're going to go with uh, Roman Yossi of the Nashville Preds, 3.5 minus 125. Averages over four a game. We're getting him at 3.5. We'll go with the Rangers' Jacob Truba, who screwed us over the other night. Uh, not getting any, so we'll grab him one more crack. Uh, how about Columbus's Boone Jenner? Uh, he's been a little bit of a slump, but here's a guy that was averaging uh, almost four. He's over, still averaging over three. We got him at 2.5 minus 155. Uh, Winnipeg's Pierre-Luc Dubois, he owes us as well, uh, 2.5 minus 145. Parlays, we're going to use two of them because these guys uh, are heavily uh, juiced, if you will. And you say that about a football player and you're thinking roids or baseball as well, but in hockey it means you're laying extra money. So we're not going to do that. We'll put them in a parlay. Mika Zabinajad for the Rangers, 3.5 minus 155. He averages four shots on goal. So we get a little bit of a discount there, along with uh, a New York Islander. How about that? A Ranger and an Islander together. Brock Nelson, 2.5 minus 140. So Zabinajad and Nelson, if they hit, that will pay plus 184, almost 2 to 1. Second parlay will go Vincent Trocek of the Rangers, 2.5 minus 155. I like that a lot, along with uh, Winnipeg's Kyle Connor at uh, 3.5. You know what we'll do? Hold on a second. Let, let's let's flip that. Hold on, hold on. Let, let's keep the two and a halves with the two and a halves and the three and a halves with the three and a halves. So we will put um, Brock Nelson. We'll put him in with Trocek because he's two and a half. And we'll put Kyle Connor in with Zabinajad because he's three and a half. So the first parlay is Zabinajad and Kyle Connor, both three and a halves. And then the second parlay is Trocek for the Rangers and Nelson for the Islanders, both two and a halfs. And both will pay right around a buck 85, buck 90 or so, depending on uh, what exact number you get. 
So we are in. So Yossi, Rangers, Truba, Rangers, Strait, Jenner, Columbus, Strait, Dubois, Winnipeg, Strait. And then two parlays, Zabinajad, Rangers, and Connor, and Trocek, Rangers, and Nelson on the Islanders. And I will post those uh, on the uh, hockey page of, of the website, as we always do. All right, uh, NFL trends. Here we go. Top NFL trends this weekend. Aaron Rodgers, 25-4 versus Chicago, including 11-1 last 12 in Chicago. That's pretty darn good. Lake Green Bay, minus the three. Uh, Detroit, 22-5-1 over at home. That's a pretty good one. Numbers a little high, 51.5 against Jacksonville, but trend says over. Uh, Minnesota, Vikings versus the Jets. Uh, Vikes 14-6-2 over their last 22 home games. Go over 44.5 Vikes-Jets. Giants and Washington. This is a good one for under players. Giants 25-8-1 under their last 34 games. Washington 17-7 under their last 24 games. Uh, under 40 points. Strong trend play there. Tennessee getting five at Philadelphia. Titans, 16 and 6 against the spread as underdogs. How about under 39 and a half? Denver, Baltimore. Broncos, 22 and 6 under, including 10 and 1 this year. How about under 46 and a half? San Fran, Miami. The Niners on a 15 and 3 under run. Here's a good one for over players. Over Chargers, Raiders, 49 and a half. Chargers 15 and 7 over last 22 games. Raiders 13 and 4 over last 17 home games. Not bad. Not bad at all. Uh, how about some college football trends? By the way, for NFL trends, we are uh, 28, 35, and 2. Here's some college football trends I'll throw at you. Uh, USC today laying two and a half. Trojans 1 and 7 against the spread last eight neutral site games. Okay. Uh, Ohio playing in the MAC championship game against Toledo. Ohio on a nice fat 7-0 straight up and against the spread run. Coastal Carolina underdogs uh, in the Sunbelt championship game. 10-1 against the spread as 14-point dogs or less. However, their starting quarterback is not playing. And uh, they got walloped by 30-plus points last week without him. So be careful with that one. Uh, how about Tulane? Uh, laying three and a half against uh, Central Florida. Tulane, NFL uh, college football best, nine and two against the spread this year. However, one of those two losses came against the same Central Florida team. Uh, LSU, you know, getting 18 or so versus Georgia. LSU's Brian Kelly, 18 and seven against the spread as an underdog coming off a loss. Now, those numbers obviously mostly with Notre Dame. But that shows that this guy, um, after a loss, gets his team to respond, especially when they're not supposed to. Clemson laying uh, eight and a half at uh, North Carolina in the ACC championship game. Clemson, 15-0 and straight up, 8-4-1 against the spread off a loss. They're also 9-1 and against the spread after allowing 30-plus points. And they're also 7-1 against the spread last eight ACC title games. Now, this caliber of Clemson team, not like the previous ones, but those are a lot of strong trends towards Clemson. How about uh, Purdue getting a 16 against Michigan? Boilermakers, 8-1 against the spread as conference underdogs of eight points or more. And Purdue head coach Jeff Brom, 
28 and 14 against the spread as an underdog during his coaching career. So he is very good at getting his team prepared uh, when they're not supposed to win games. So college football trends, 7-7 seven and seven last week. We went 46-44-2 for the season so far. All right, our, uh, our uh, open parlay picks coming up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, open parlay time. We only have a couple tonight. So we're going to go with uh, the open parlay, the main one. We had the Devils last night winning in regulation. Eh, they lost, naturally. So scratch that one off the board. Uh, we're now 2 and 76, uh, minus $4,000. We need to get some winners here, Scott, before uh, the Christmas holidays are over. So uh, we're going to go USC. Not going to screw around because if, I, if my conspiracy is true, then I think they have USC winning. But it wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt this being a one or two point game like it was earlier. So um, I'm not going to lay the two and a half even. Uh, I'll, I'll take the the Trojans minus 146, risking 100 to win 68 dollars. They're not losing to Utah tonight. There, there's just no way in the world the Pac-12 can be that stupid. Uh, Blackhawks aren't in action, so we'll pass on that one. We will try and finish that one up Saturday, so go to the website tomorrow and check and see uh, what we're going to do there. Uh, San Jose and Arizona hockey not playing as well, so no open parlay there. Our underdog open parlay, we had Edmonton last night. They were winning one nothing too, but uh, they ended up losing to Minnesota, so we got to scratch that one from the board. We were playing with house money, so we're still only down 864 bucks. We'll start a new one tonight. I'm going to grab the Miami Heat. I, I like the the. Comp- the NBA system, um, these back-to-back games. So I think they're live dogs. I think they cover the spread. And I think you got a halfway decent shot of them winning outright. So give me Miami plus 250, risking quarter of a unit, 25 bucks to win $62.50 against our uh, beloved Boston Celtics. By the way, best hockey uh, play is uh, Jacob Trouba, two and a half. He owes us uh, for our pyramid plays. Miami, NBA, Islanders, NHL, under Illinois, Maryland, and then uh, um, shot and goal would be uh, Jacob Trouba. And then college football today would be USC uh, laying a two and a half. That's our best college football play. No Blake Corb, he's out. Cade McNamara, Michigan uh, quarterback, transferring to Iowa. And uh, Antonio Brown's barricaded himself in his house, avoiding a arrest warrant. What a dope. Stevens Lisi coming up next. 